0: Hello folks, thank you for joining Christchurch at Grove Farm's sermon podcast. We hope you find these messages insightful and inspirational. If you would like more information about Christchurch at Grove Farm, or would like to connect with one of our pastors, staff, or ministry leaders, I encourage you to visit our website, ccgf.org. May God bless your study of the word, grace, and peace to you. What a great special time for us to be together. If we have not yet met, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here at Christ Church. If you're a guest, welcome. We're glad that you're joining us during this season. Today, we are in the second week of Advent in our series entitled Just Jesus. And as we begin, I have a question for you. Have you ever received a gift that really took time for you to fully appreciate it? Maybe you received a gift that it took maybe days or months or even years before you appreciated the gift that you received on Christmas. For example, maybe you received a shirt. And in the box, it it looked like a nice shirt, but when you put it on your body, it soon became your favorite shirt. You wanted to wear the shirt every week, maybe every day, and you appreciated it more as time went by. Maybe you received a golf club that looked like a good club under the tree, but, you know, when you hit it that first time, you've never hit a drive like this before. And it became your favorite club, and you you look forward to playing it again and again and again. Or maybe you received concert tickets for a concert that was later in the summer, and it wasn't until you were standing in that stadium in the sun in the middle of July that you were like, I appreciate this gift now that I've received. Well, today we're going to look at an amazing gift, maybe the most amazing gift that has ever been offered to each and every one of us. And it is a gift that one truly cannot appreciate upon receiving. It's a gift that gets better with time. Of course, we're talking about Jesus. He is the gift, friends, that we never fully appreciate, that we probably won't appreciate until one day when we're seeing him face-to-face in eternity. Today, we're going to unpack just one of the small aspects of what he gives us. Today, we're going to look at the gift of joy. Joy. We started reading this morning in John chapter 15, verse 9. Scripture says these words, As the Father has loved me, this is Jesus speaking, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. In this passage, Jesus is using an analogy of a grapevine. And he's encouraging his disciples and ultimately us to stay connected to him. Like a branch that is connected to the vine for nutrients and life, we too need to stay connected to Jesus. You see, there are times in life when Jesus prunes us, when he removes the distractions. But the goal of this, Jesus says, is always for us to have more fruit in our lives. Good things. Things in our heart like love, like joy, like peace, and like patience. It is also his goal for us to have a greater impact in the world, to produce fruit in the world as we influence others. But in verse 9 now, Jesus shows us the way, the path to find joy. And the first principle that we see here today is this, that Jesus is the conduit of the Father's love. He is the way that we find the love of God. You see, the motivation, friends, of God is always love. He isn't looking to get you or to bust you or to find you doing wrong. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. All good gifts come from this motivation. When one loves another person, they want to give to another person. They get excited to share, to, to share and to see someone's reaction when they give them a gift, when they unwrap a surprise. It, begins, it gives them joy to watch others get happy. You know when you nail it, when you give a gift that excites and surprises and maybe overwhelms another person? Just think of all of the jewelry ads that are on TV right now. That's the goal of the gifts that we give. Friends, this is the heart of God. This is the heart of God. His love for Jesus is perfect. And Christ's love for you is unmeasurable. He wants us to live in a relationship with him where we unwrap another surprise in Jesus each and every day. Where we learn more about him. In our need for him in our lives. I was thinking about this week, what it feels like for me personally to live in this connected relationship with Jesus, like as he shares this branch and vine type of relationship. I often experience this when I make time, and it's always effort, make time to spend time in scripture and to learn uh, from the word of God. In these times, it's often when I'm reading scripture and thinking of my life, and it often involves a pen and paper that Jesus comes to meet me. The Holy Spirit comes to meet me. And the best way for me to describe this type of connectedness, and maybe you can relate to this as well, is that it is a quiet space of love and conviction that spurs on change in my life. It is in these moments that i am constantly reminded that i cannot do this by myself this relationship with god that i need jesus and i'm grateful that anytime i want to connect with god that this is always available to me and it's available to you you see friends jesus wants to give us this gift this connection with him like a branch that is connected to the vine So someone might ask the question, how do we do this? How does one stay connected in this way? On verse 10, the scripture continues, and Jesus says these words, If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. The principle that we see here today is that it is our choice to remain. It's our choice to remain. You know, all great relationships are built on a commitment to remain. When I am doing premarital counseling with couples, one of my favorite things to discuss with them is conflict resolution. You know, early on in my marriage, Rochelle and I learned that we naturally handle conflict in different ways. I am kind of loud and vocal. I like to verbally process the conflict that I'm experiencing in life, and my wife is naturally quiet. She pulls back when there's stress or conflict in the relationship between both of us. Now, friends, it's important to note that all relationships will have conflict. They will. Friendships, co workers, marriages, all relationships have conflict from time to time. But the relationships that grow, they learn how to work through conflict and they're committed to remain. They're committed to remain. In verse 10, we see that Jesus shows us that we will have conflict in our relationship with him. This happens. Those moments in life where I feel like the best direction in my life is to go this way, but Jesus says, maybe you should go this way. Where I want justice and fairness, and he says, how about peace and forgiveness? Where I want independence in my own way, and he goes, how about dependence on me. And unlike your husband or wife, when you're in conflict with Jesus, he is always right. He is. We also need to remember that he is always loving. That when we are in conflict with Jesus, that he knows what's best and that he wants what's best for us. So when we are in conflict with Jesus, there's no middle ground to meet in the middle. The one that needs to change is us. It's us. This kind of one-sided conflict resolution with Jesus is called obedience. It's called obedience. And Jesus says in verse 10 that this is the way that we stay connected to him. That this is the way that we stay, we remain in his love. And that this is the way that ultimately leads to one of the greatest gifts that we can receive. The gift of joy. In verse 11, Scripture continues, and Jesus says this, I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. And the principle that we see here in this text is that Jesus wants us to experience the fullness of his joy. Of his joy. Now, as we look at this gift that Jesus longs to give us today, That we find because of his love and actually through our obedience in him, we see that we can experience something called joy. Now, it's important to know that there's a difference, friends, between both happiness and joy. Both are very good things, but their source and their depth are very different. Happiness is based upon circumstances. It's found in maybe the good moments of life. It's found in a new relationship. It's found in a new car or on a vacation or in a good moment of life. Happiness, well, it comes and happiness goes. I like to think of happiness like a sugar rush. It's like a great dessert. Like one of the ones that I ate this week at our staff Christmas party, one of our staff members made these incredible brownies with like a, a peppermint bark topping on top of them. They were amazing. I enjoyed the three of them that I ate during our, our luncheon together. When I ate it, the best way for me to describe was this brownie was like an explosion of fun in my mouth. It was followed by a rush of happiness, a sugar rush, but eventually it faded away. Pastor Craig and I were in a meeting just an hour or so after that lunch, and I looked at him, I'm like, I want to take a nap right now on your couch. Is that okay? I was tired until I grabbed another brownie and then repeated the cycle again and again and again. Friends, many have applied this type of pursuit of happiness, though, to our lives. Jumping from one job to another job. One relationship to another relationship. One experience to another experience. Looking for a happiness that will last. Now, to be clear, happiness is good. But it will never last. It was never intended to. But joy, joy is different. One theologian that I read this week discussed joy and he described it like the satisfaction that an artist has after they have finished a great work. Joy is deeper than happiness. Like a painter when he puts down the brush and says this piece of art is finished, it is a satisfaction that comes despite circumstances in life. It is often found in the work that Jesus is doing in our lives. There is a peace that comes with joy that lasts. And if happiness is a sugar rush, well, joy is more like protein. It lasts. It's like a good meal that fills your belly. Joy fills your heart and it fills your soul. And one can experience joy in all circumstances, even when life is hard. The gift that Jesus offers today, the gift that we're looking at, is joy. And not just our joy, friends, his joy. And not just a little bit of his joy, but a fullness of joy that we can barely handle, all of the capacity that we can handle. And Jesus says that this joy can be found in one place, just him, just Jesus Last week, uh, I was in our office, and I decided to do an, a little experiment with our staff, if you will. Maybe it was a little little prank. It was the end of the day, and I was tired after working and meetings, and, and sometimes when I get tired like this, I can get a little bit silly. And so I don't know if you've noticed this around our church. Now, this is my third Christmas um, here with Christchurch. We are a church that has many nativity sets around our church. Have you noticed this? There's like eight or 12 of them. If you look for them, you'll find them. They're all over the place. And so I was feeling a little silly, and I decided to take four of those baby Jesuses that were in those nativity sets and to pull them away and see how long it would take for our staff to realize that these Jesuses were gone. Now, I decided to be... Before you get upset, I want you to know that they were safe. I put them on one of my teammates' desk, Anna King, who works with us as well. I I figured if someone's going to get in trouble for this, it's going to be her, not me. And I even created a little exhibit. I think we have a picture of that exhibit. This is kind of clever. It was just Jesus, see? Just four baby Jesuses. No shepherds, no wise men, no one else. Just Jesus, right? Well, when I talked with Anna about this at the end of the day, I said, how long do you think it's going to take before our staff realizes that Jesus is not in the nativity sets? And she thought, well, within 24 hours, I think that there'll be an email that goes out to our entire staff saying that Jesus is missing. I thought it'd be more like 48 hours. Now, we have one staff member on our team who is always on these types of things. She notices when anything is out of place And I had a morning meeting really early the next day at seven o'clock and I was driving in before nine o'clock in the morning when I got a text message that Jesus was missing from the nativity sets and the search was out. I walked into the office that day, and and I realized that it was actually worse than just the panic within our staff. Uh, That night, the night before, Urban Impact was rehearsing for Light the Night here, and there were hundreds of kids running around our church preparing uh, for the ministry that happened here last weekend. We also had middle school ministry as well, so both leaders in Urban Impact and our middle school ministry were notified personally about the missing Jesuses. And both of them admitted that this sounded like the work of their children. <laughs> so I walked into the office that day and said, hey, the missing Jesuses, it's me. It's me. And I remember seeing Tammy Glover, who leads an urban impact. She was on the phone with a co-worker, and apparently they were on their way or in Hobby Lobby looking for a replacement baby Jesuses. I don't know if you can buy those individually or you have to buy the whole set. I think you have to get the whole set. And I said to her, Tammy, it's, it's not you, it's me. And she goes, it's not you. And she, go, she goes, it's not our kids on the phone. It's Pastor Mike who took Jesus. <laughs> Everyone was happy and there was much rejoicing when they found out that Jesus was here. And we returned them. Here's the point. Friends, many of us are going to go through the Christmas season And some of us will go through the Christmas season without Jesus. Like a baby Jesus who's absent from a nativity set, some will go through this season enjoying the trappings of Christmas, but missing the point. The trappings of Christmas will probably be all there. The things that we love, the good things, the tree, the lights, the cookies, the carols. And some might even have some happiness But friends, Jesus offers more. He offers joy. Joy. Maybe you are here today and you have never unwrapped the amazing gift of Jesus Christ. Will you receive him today? It is not difficult. It's really a position of the heart. In a moment, I will give you the opportunity to pray and to invite Jesus into your heart to receive the amazing gift of Jesus Christ. Maybe you are here today and you received that gift years ago, but if you're honest, you are in conflict with Jesus. And if you're really honest, this conflict is robbing your joy. You want Jesus to see it your way. You want him to change the way that he sees your life and your behavior or your plans But you know that the path to joy is through obedience. Friends, he loves you. He knows what's best for you. He wants you to experience joy. Will you turn back to him again? Maybe you are here today and you know in your heart that you have substituted happiness for joy. The focus of your life has become all too focused on the temporary more than it should. Your pursuit has been from one sugar rush to another sugar rush. And today you know that you need something more. You need Jesus and you need joy. You see friends, the gift of Jesus is impossible to fully understand. It is an overwhelming gift. It is a gift that we appreciate more and more the more that we walk with him. And it can only be found in one place. It can only be found just in Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, we are grateful for the gift that comes through your son, Jesus Christ, for the reason that we have to rejoice here this morning. And God, for the incredible gift of joy, a deep contentment and peace and goodness in our soul that comes through jesus through being connected to his love through obedience and following him thank you jesus for the gift of joy friend if you are here today and you've never received the gift of jesus christ will you do that here this morning could simply just repeat this prayer in your heart. Say, Jesus, today I accept you. I invite you into my heart and I ask that you would make me new. That you would take what is broken and that you would make it whole. You would take what is dirty, Lord, and that you would make it clean. Jesus, today I receive you into my heart the gift of you today I hold on to the promise that i'll be with you in eternity and god i seek to find my joy in my relationship with you so today i yield my life to you maybe you are here today and you've been wrestling with jesus will you turn back to him Maybe you've tried to get Jesus to see it your way. Will you simply turn back and say, Jesus, I will obey. I will follow you. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of joy and for the life that we can only find in the amazing gift of Jesus.